up, sir. Hell yeah, we are back for another exciting episode of Throwing Smoke featuring yours truly, Uncle Randy from Merit AF, Civilized Creatures Network, and your boy Joe B of the NE Podcast, Inner Circle Podcast Network, the huge MMA collab show that we wish someday maybe other giants like Bellator and UFC will join forces for some good show. Absolutely. Uh we had UFC Vancouver this past weekend with Donald Cerrone versus Justin Gaethje. It wasn't a bad card. It was not as good of card as uh, some in the past, but it was good overall. Some minor things. <laughs> yeah, and that, that puts me, I wanted to ask you one thing off the top before we dive into our uh, kind of format that we've got, but this is off the cuff. But are you? I'm starting to get the feel, and so I can understand. Remember, Chris asked us last week about what can get people back into fighting, maybe that used to like it and don't anymore. Mm-hmm. I found myself watching this card and thinking, I think the UFC's putting out too many cards. There's just not enough stars to match how many cards. And I love to to watch fighting, and so do you. But even I notice it. Like, dude, I don't know half of these fuckers sometimes. See, well, that's the thing. It's it's a harder sport to follow because there are so many fighters, and they, they have, what, over 500 fighters on the roster? Yeah, I was going to say so, 600, but, yeah, it's probably between five and six. So to get all those fighters, you got to have them fight and put it on fight night so that they can build up their rank. And even how many do you not see? You know what I mean? Like, Aside from like their contender series, like that's a good way for them to spotlight. They almost need like besides these fight night shows and the Ultimate Fighter show, you almost need another type of show to spotlight these n- new tier fighters, these up and comers mm-hmm. that aren't quite getting there yet, and get them to because some some of them are going to be gems. Yeah. Right, but you need to make sure that you see the only way you're going to get that is from some their post fight interview if they win. Yeah, for so sure. Unless you're watching that, like you almost need another show that spotlights just these up and coming guys of some like a uh, hard knocks like they do for the NFL and, and stuff like that, or now LeBron's glass helmet. Yeah, well, why don't they do like uh, I've always wondered why doesn't like Winkle John or American Top Team or somebody do their own show? Not just let Dana do it, but why don't they do it from, I mean, American Top Team's got so much money, and they got those dorms. Like, it's perfect to do a reality show. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. <clears throat> Maybe that's something we'll talk about off mic on how we can yeah. pursue another yes. another venture. Absolutely, um, sir. Well, let's dive in. We went, what, basically two, we, we tied, right? Because we had a no contest. You won yeah. two. I won two. So... First fight was the uh, Misha. I'm never going to be able to say Dube's name. I wouldn't say it anyway. I, everybody calls him Misha. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus Jim Crute. He, we both had Crute. Misha took him down, uh, which I thought it was going to go the other way. And then, I mean, he just kind of wrapped him up. It was pretty quick. I think it was yeah. like 42 or like just under four minutes in the in the first round. Mm-hmm. So it's. Yeah, and Misha had taken him down within like two minutes into the round, and DC was shocked about it. See, and that's the thing. I used to be a big Misha fan. I still am, but Crute was undefeated, and 
uh, gangbuster. And Misha had started, like so many grapplers and jujitsu guys do, they start falling in love with striking, right? Like they leave their base and they fall in love with the new shit because they get a couple knockouts. Yeah. And Misha's always had just like Uriah Faber. If he got a hold of your neck, you're done. You know? Right. Just that grappler fucking squeeze that's just second level. But he's gotten away from that, so that's what made me pick against him. But I was glad to see him do it, pull it off, even though it cost me the win in that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, Crew looked good. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't look horrible. Uh, I'm sure he'll get another chance on his rise. Um, I was surprised the different payout. Misha uh, got 145, 145000 <laughs> To Crute got seventeen thousand. It's like damn. That's a fucking tragedy. And if you look, if anyone wants to see if they didn't watch it, and you want to see a submission where someone is really in a lot of pain, and they're tapping for real because it hurts so bad, watch that submission. He almost got his head popped off for seventeen thousand dollars. That's craziness. Yeah, yeah, especially seeing that you you're paying your coaches and your camp, uh, yeah, nutritionists, any meals, any other gym time stuff like that that you're not getting at uh, at your your gym that you belong to. If you're bringing in specialists just to work on your wrestling or your submission defense, now you're paying out of pocket. So it'd be interesting to see what he actually gets away with. Like, what are your take plus on? taxes? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do all that shit. It's fucking not worth it. Yeah, who knows what can I mean, plus you're in can they were fighting in Canada, so you're paying their tax plus their tax here. And see, I think that's a that's a great thing that you actually do that I wouldn't think to do, which I think is a great piece to this show that's kind of different than other shows that talk about MMA, is to look at that drastic difference. I would never even mention that. That's absurd right there though. Seventeen to one hundred and forty five. Those guys yeah. shouldn't even be you can make 17 on a top tier regional promotion as a pro, like a top tier one, you know, like King of the Cage and shit as that was coming along. Right. Fucking UFC making 17 four. Come on. What the fuck? You had uh, Uriah Hall versus Carlos, or it was, I forget his first name. Yeah, but, Carlos Jr. Yeah. Uh, Carlos looked all right. Jr. looked all right. He had some good moments, but Uriah cracked him early in the first round and broke the nose and it's hard to breathe with a broken nose. <laughs> he broke his nose with a jab too, Joe. <laughs> it was a the, stiff. The first stiff jab. They uh, traded jabs, uh, broke his nose. That's a lonely, horrible feeling. I would only imagine. I've never had mine broke in a fight during that time, but I imagine if the very first punch you taste shatters your nose, like you're like, holy shit. I think the best part was that Uriah found that jab quite often uh, more than I think he should have once it was broken I, Junior should have defended a lot better against that jab but he just kept eating it <laughs> what what made me I uh, said it a bunch of times during the fight was Carlos is tougher than fuck because he went the whole fight with a broke nose like the whole fight because it happened 20 seconds in and he's gushing blood, losing blood the whole fight. Nose keeps getting hit. What a tough bastard. And, and he's a jiu-jitsu guy, so it was two totally different worlds. You know, Uriah is a distant striker that can spin and just – he's got all the talent, 
as much as anybody. Like even up there with John Jones, when he's right and when he's got the right opponent. But grapplers, he's never he can't get up, man. It doesn't matter who and Carlos could hold him with his weight on the ground, but he was they were both so covered in Carlos's blood <laughs> that yeah. submissions get hard, man, when you're that slippery. Yeah. I mean the third round was kind of just a it was a lay around he Carlos uh, got his back had him on the ground had the body triangle on couldn't work his arms because Uriah was holding on to his wrist almost like an arm bar-esque mm. so that you can't really maneuver but they just they just sat there I was a little disappointed that Uriah wasn't trying to change position turn into it I know it's hard because you he locks up the body triangle and you're not normally squeezing out you got to figure out how to maneuver but there should be some defense to regain your position i think he was holding him looking for the ref a lot to stand it up but how oh, do you, exactly why but how do you take away that that uh advanced position from from junior i mean mm-hmm. what do you, you can't you can't stand him up like he had him if you let go of them arms they're coming up they're either going to hit you to soften you up to try to get that choke you need to move out of it, but I get it. Uriah Hall is definitely not a jujitsu star by any means. So, no, but I mean, I agree with you. It's that one. That third round was tough for me. Like, I almost think everybody just erased it. I think the judges were just like, let's just pretend that round didn't happen. Let's just go off round one and two, and uh, because that third round was basically. When a guy has such a dominant position like Carlos had most of the third round and can't submit him, at what point do you start deducting from him of like you're no threat with your submissions? Right, yeah. But at the same time, if Uriah can't do shit either and he's not doing shit, it's, it's just uh, those stalemates happen. You know, sometimes it sucks, but it is what it is. But it was it was good to see Uriah win again. I, do, I did like Uriah a lot, especially when he <clears> came from uh, – the ultimate fighter yeah. his season was awesome it was disheartening to see him not win it and lose to kelvin the way that he did and then going True. into it he just couldn't i don't know he couldn't gain enough traction it was almost like he was always holding back yeah it's almost like he doesn't he lacks the uh the killer be killed gene mm. it's almost like he's too nice you know like, like you're yeah. saying like to pull that final trigger and, I mean, his, his highlights are all usually – or his knockouts are usually highlight knockouts, you know, so they're mm-hmm. flashing the pan, knees or some spinning thing. You rarely see him get, like, the blood in his eyes, angry, pound somebody out. He may just be too nice of a guy, but I pull for him too because he's got so much talent. I mean, you can't deny that. He took home 130K, so not not too bad. And uh, <laughs> Junior got fifty two thousand for a broken nose, so there goes all your medical bills because there's no medical insurance. I'm sure it's some weird uh, <laughs> insurance that you're paying for, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that sucks. Uh, fight of the night: Tristan Conley came in on short notice uh, for Sergey, however you say that guy's last name, uh, because he had visa issues. I read mm-hmm. up today. I didn't see the notice of that. Even when I put out the art of who we picked, I did mm-hmm. not know that the uh, change had happened until that night when I saw him walking down yeah. going, oh, crap. Uh, but he defeated Michael, Michelle, 
Piera. Yep. Uh, who was the highest uh he had the higher he was the biggest favorite on the card. Yes. Well, on the, the whole fucking card. <laughs> I mean the size difference. Conley came up a weight class to fight this guy on six days notice. And the guy misses weight. By yeah, by what, a pound? So he had to forfeit yeah. uh twenty four hundred dollars was the fine that he paid to Conley for missing weight. Let me let me tell you here, right here, folks. Anybody that likes MMA or considering getting into it, what Connolly did right there, though, is how you get a contract with the UFC, how Uncle Dana will get behind you and push you. Is he's a, this was his first UFC fight. They pulled him from Canada. He's trained Maybe. with a lot of really good guys. But he said, all right, I'll fight, and I'll fight up a class, and I'll be the biggest underdog on the card. But what's funny is, Look how much more money he made. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like he got uh, paid like Misha, who's a a like five year vet. Yes. It's impressive. He deserved it though. What a fight. Well, a hundred thousand of it came for the performance of the night. Yeah. Fight of the yeah. night. He got he got Pierre's plus his so a hundred a hundred K just for a performance. That's a good night for what? a local for a guy coming out of the local scene. And what a what a fight he put on. Dude, tough as fucking nails, brother. It made me so happy. I had the biggest boner because I love these stories. Because Piera, dude, go ahead I, and tell him. Tell him about the walk. <laughs> this I can't even talk about. It's it, disgusting. It took him six minutes to get from wherever the entrance to the ring. He stopped probably about the little turn. They come out straight and then they do a yeah. a little turn to head towards the the cut man in the ring and to get all lubed up and Vaseline and all that bullshit. I think he stopped, did a little dance routine with his buddies and his entourage. Came out, was kind of dancing the whole time. Went in, and I mean his whole it was a highlight reel. Like it was the mm-hmm. it was the craziest shit that I've seen. <laughs> and watching like my wife's like what the fuck is he doing why is he doing this i'm like people do that but usually it's like one here or there they don't mm-hmm. throw every fucking trick back to back in the like, first I've minute nev- i've never seen anybody run a chain of just high flashy techniques i mean some of them landed kind of nothing really like fl- even the knee uh Connolly got his his hands down you know like to cover the chin yeah but that's your worst nightmare. This is worst case scenario because he'll be on a YouTube video for the rest of his life, Pierre, about <laughs> when you're too cocky. When yes. you do that, because if you cannot lose if you act like that. Oh, it was almost you like, you remember that NOS commercial? Yeah. Where oh, the yeah, fucking dude. dude's flipping around doing all yeah. tricks and that one guy just one punch <laughs> yeah. and <cuts> him out. <laughs> it's basically like that except for he didn't knock him out. He went the distance with him. But I mean the size advantage. like Dude, that, he was half his size. It was crazy. It's it was like David versus Goliath, but he just wouldn't go away. Was eating the shots and then delivering shots and hurt him for sure. Just couldn't a, put him away. But what a hard ass! And and he would have if they would have went one more. I mean, Michelle gassed himself. Oh yeah, yeah. He was gassed, and and then he started uh, saying like, because when you're gassed, and then a smaller guy who doesn't go away and comes forward. Conley came forward. You don't see usually the smaller guy, the underdog, still be the one that applies all the pressure. And Conley did. I mean, he was he never stopped moving forward. And that's yeah. how, I mean, I'm just telling you, that's a Canada, you got one. He can afford 
to even lose a fight. He could have lost that fight just by making it good and showing up. He would have got, you know, another shot. But when he won like he did, and it really wasn't even close. No. As far as a decision in my mind, it no. was fucking a beatdown. Yeah, no, he kind of looked great. His, what do they say, he's a, he owns a gym, like just a small mm-hmm. local gym that, I mean, he teaches classes. He was like teaching class that day. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's it, I mean, talk about an advertisement. Now you're telling all these people, you just won. You saw how, everybody saw how you won. So it's like, yeah, come down and train and let's do this. He's going to grow his school, even if he doesn't make it, you know, far into the UFC. At mm-hmm. least, you know, his school should thrive. It was funny, though. The first time he got, uh, when uh, Pierre took him down, and I saw Connolly on his back, and he went for a guillotine, and he he couldn't get it because he was too small <laughs> compared to him. When someone's too big for you yeah. to get a guillotine, it's when you know it's not even a fair fight stature-wise. But his jiu-jitsu was better than Pierre, and Pierre's from Brazil. That's shameful. Yeah. Shameful. But I love it. Pasty white guy, too. Pasty white. <laughs> That's Canadian. Oh, but man, he was, for Canada, he was white. Like, jeez. I love it, though. He looked like a dude that's, uh, the guys I went to school with that sold weed. That's what all the <laughs> weed dealers look like when I was in high school. That guy. Uh, no, I. it was a good fight, dude. I'm, I'm glad that he won. I was, I picked Piera, but that was before when he was against Sergey. <laughs> Everybody would have. I am curious to see uh, Michelle fight again because I want to see if he learned from this experience at all. Got humbled? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's not let's not take six minutes. Get out there. Do your fucking job. Flashy shit is fine. Like, that highlight mm-hmm. knockout, nobody has a problem with that when you nope. can string it together. But showing off because you're facing a guy that took you on short notice, I mean... It's just it was a lot of dick moves that was very unnecessary. So hopefully he learns and rebounds and comes back better. But we'll see. Well, he about got dropped before he even entered the octagon because when he stopped at the pit to get greased, get his cup check, his and he kept dancing like a lot of guys move when they're standing there because they, you know the blood's pumping. Yeah. But he started trying to do dance moves, and if you watch. Because I watched it back. The guy greasing his face was about to punch him. Yeah, he looked pissed Like, dude, you got to be still, man. This is fucking, you know, I'm about to have to ask you to leave. I don't want to be sitting here all fucking day either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Conley got $125,900 for that fight with the, you know, the uh, the $2,400 for the uh, Pierre missing weight. Dude, he only got $12,000. Imagine all that shit. You made yourself look like an asshole, and you got paid, dick. Well, and that barely covers your team's flights from Brazil. Yeah, they, they, he might be in the hole just on flights. Yeah, no shit. That's right. That's another thing too. Yeah, paying for the flights. <coughs> Excuse me, the flights to get over there. Yeah, UFC because UFC is only going to pay for you and one corner man like flights. When they pay for uh, airplane tickets, that's it. Yeah, you which, pay for your other corner men's flights. Which so that's what the, three. What the hell is that? I don't know. How does the UFC not own, like, I don't know, some fucking plane service or something to, like, fly these people? Like, I don't know. They, I really think they should invest in the idea of putting it like a team. Like, you have Winkle John as a team and hire them and figure out however NFL's pay structures where owners are 
are paid in and doing stuff. I don't know. I mean, I get it's harder because they're, they also have normal classes that they teach. So you're not only getting professional fighters, but figure it out. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, The other, probably the worst fight on the whole card. Uh, As disappointed as I am with the Uriah Hall one, Todd (laughs) Todd Duffy comes out back after four years. Um, What do they say? Just injuries, right? That's what what kept him out is just nagging injuries or having injuries every time he was supposed to come back. Fights Jeff Hughes, who trains with Stipe Miocic. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected a little bit better from him, uh, but they was it for in the first round. Yeah, yeah. You look at here's the interesting thing about Todd Duff. Todd Duffy. If you remember, he was the next thing, and then he fought fought Frank Mir four years ago, and Frank Mir knocked him out, and that was not supposed to happen like that. I think right then when he got dropped right there. He didn't want the smoke anymore. And I just realized that after this fight. Because then he got hurt. He blew his knee out actually training at the shitty first uh, UFC uh, Performance Institute before they rebuilt it. Oh, he, really? fell through the, he fell through the octagon. Oh, shit. And tore every ligament in his knee. So that was a year and a half of that four years was the <clears throat> rehab and shit from his knee. But he's always had the capability, the sight. I mean, he's fucking massive to look at he looks impressive yeah no he's and, definitely bodied up especially and hughes does hughes. not <laughs> no, especially which is great to use yeah <laughs> um no it was a accidental eye poke kind of had him on the ground and as he was coming up were they on the ground Are they well just yeah they had just come up hughes had uh had gotten up and was pushing Duffy. Duffy had his back to the cage. So he was just kind of pushing to separate. You know how you push and you separate. And he pushed, and the thumb may have been under his hand, for everybody looking, it was like, if he's pressing this way, this thumb was kind of under at his eye. And you could see him pull it out. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Finish the push. So it was a baby poke, if anything. And then Pissed me off. That was it. What Duffy? What Duffy say? Call it really hurts. Called the doctors in. Said he could was couldn't see. He was seeing double. Seeing double. <laughs> and and that was all she wrote. They called it a no contest. Which, you don't see fighters do that, guys. Fighters don't say I can't see. It made DC throw up. He was trying to be impartial, trying to call the fight, and he was like, damn. It's the biggest bitch move I've ever seen, but hey, I can't, I can't act like I know how he feels. But what a bitch is basically what DC said. Uh, mine, he made fifteen thousand five hundred after a four-year layoff. I would probably just retire, and yes. I don't know. Hopefully, he's getting money from the institute for. <laughs> I hope he got a settlement. I would imagine. I would imagine he must have. Right? I mean, how can you not? Yeah, he even said a couple guys were hurt before him on that same octagon, like a uh, uh, history. Well, I probably uh, wouldn't through. use it then. Can the fucking UFC, there's too much money. How in the fuck is this place so cheap sometimes? It blows my mind. Fucking Scrooge McDuck Dana over here just rolling in the cash, paying his fucking kid's 16th birthday for a million dollars, putting him a million dollar birthday on in Vegas. And you got an octagon that falls when a fucking heavyweight steps on it. 
Yeah, that's disgraceful. Yes, that's ridiculous. That should never happen. Ever. Jeff Hughes made thirteen five, which I don't know. I guess if you're an up and coming, I mean, it's still not enough. Like these guys, how are these guys not getting at least fifty thousand every time? If not, if if not more. I agree. There should be a minimum, and fifty sounds good to me. Like fifty is a good base entry level fighter for if you're going to fight a a trained killer, a professional UFC fighter. If you're going to put it on the line against one, and you get in the cage, you make weight, you get in there, and you exchange, you should get fifty grand minimum. I agree. That's a good number. Uh, Next up was the co-main event: Glover Teixeira. Veteran Fucking old, old man. man wonder. <laughs> Fuck. Versus Nikita Ko- Kovalov. Mm-hmm. Kovalov. Kylov. Yeah, Krylov. Krylov. I was... Uh, Chewing ice. <laughs> Glover, man, you just... He's just that old crafty bastard that's tough. Well, he's getting smart since... The Anthony Rumble fight, getting his face knocked the fuck off. Yes, you have to. He got smart and wise that he's old and can no longer take the beating that he used to and how has relied on his grappling and submission game to weather storms and fights. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a bad night at the office right there. To, to If you take home 250000 mm-hmm. you know, that's... Cause he and he lives pretty. Uh, I've seen some uh, behind the scenes stuff from like his house in Colorado and shit. Like he just he lives a humble. He's got a very nice house, but he doesn't. He's not an idiot that went and uh, blew his money and is <clears throat> living outside of his range. So it's, it's good to see that there's some responsible ones like that. He wants to fight till he's fifty. He might just fucking do it. I mean, when you're a wrestler. That's also tough, and he's just his skull is made for it. If you look at that ugly bastard, he is prime <laughs> for this shit. Uh, as long as he can stay smart and weather the beginning round storm, if there is any, and get the takedown submission, I think he'll be fine and can weather it on. Nikita looked good. Uh, I thought as a young guy, he definitely made some mistakes early, especially against a veteran. I I think I like those fights of when you see like the young up-and-comer versus the the veteran experienced fighter to see where they're at it's like testing the master yeah it's a good barometer you're absolutely right it's a great barometer for a young guy and i don't think that uh krylov took any steps backwards honestly in his career in this fight uh, i feel like he looked good i think it, you got to think as a young guy if you get this old grizzled veteran in and you're hitting him with everything you got, and he's not going away. How disheartening that must be. Yeah. And, you know, he never quit. So, I mean, I don't think he lost. I think it was, uh, he'll be just fine. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. Split decision. So, I mean, he definitely held his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, took home just under 100000 for it, so that's not bad for his night. Yeah. And then there was the... Justin Gaethje versus Cowboy Cerrone, which everybody knew if you knew these two fighters, it was going to be banging. Punches were going to be thrown. Mm-hmm, kicks were sure. going to be thrown. Probably not a lot of takedowns <laughs> mm-hmm. at all. I'm telling you what, I'm becoming more and more of a Gaethje fan every time he fights. I've tried to to fight jumping on the 
bandwagon, but I like him, man. I even I like him even more with his interviews. Now that they're starting to tell his story and let him speak, and he's just killing Conor McGregor. Just and it's not even like smoke. He's talking personal shit. Like you're a bad human. Yeah. I don't like you. I don't <laughs> like what you're about for real. Like let let me whoop your ass seriously. Yeah, I mean, it, you have to look at it after all the. He's not wrong. If you're gonna call it anybody to get that payday, that's who you go for. Easily their biggest draw still, even with all the bullshit next to maybe him and John Jones. Mm-hmm. But easily the biggest draw. So absolutely right. Of course you're gonna aim there, and now Gagey can play the good guy. I like you. Yeah, same thing. I was not trying to resist the hype. So many of these mm-hmm. guys, you see them come up and get the hype and then just underperform. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that Chandler that came over from Bellator for a little while that just didn't yep. live up to it? Yep. Ended up back. You had Eddie Alvarez come in, and he looked all right in some fights and then you know, got the shit kicked out of him by Connor. now is over at one and even there had bad time. Uh, uh, Connor whooped his ass real bad. I mean, that was probably the... One of the most lopsided fights I've ever seen. So to see Gaethje come out, he looked good. He was smart with the leg kicks, which I was worried. I thought he was going to start banging them a lot more uh, Mm -hmm. to hurt him. And it's funny to hear that they are friends afterwards because he he put him out, knocked him out, and what he hit him like three times when he was down, stopped, looked at the ref who came in, but then sat there like he wasn't sure if he should stop it. So, you know, Gaethje wrapped him a couple more times. The ref still sat there. He hit him again and then was like, dude, seriously, stop the fucking fight, buddy. Like, I'm, why am I hitting him? He's done. Yeah, exactly. And and it's fair. I mean, these guys, it shows you that, you know, a lot of them, they're – this is a sport. They're there to compete. And if they don't have any real hard feelings and they just want to compete, see who the best man is and, and respectfully move on and not do any more damage than necessary – and those unresponsive punches are the ones that cause so much damage to these. That's the thing that keeps MMA fighters from dying compared to boxers is there's no, you know, yeah, there's no standing 10 count. You know, you, you can't get up. The ref is supposed to jump in. And those shots from Cowboy, I don't care how tough. We all know he's tough. But his hands were holding the mat. They weren't even protecting his head. No, I think he know? was just when waiting that, for it to be over. Um, I think by the time his hands did come up, that's when the ref actually stopped it. But it's almost like you knew he was going to because Justin had stopped, so maybe he had time to clear his head. Yeah. But I and you can't blame the fighter. In his head, he probably was still there the whole time. You know, you can't rely on what Cowboy says because in his head, he probably was defending and everything. But we saw it. Mm-hmm. He was. He got that hook that Gaethje hit him with was as clean as you could see. You could see his jaw like – go and the rest of his face stay straight like it was a great shot and it would have dropped anybody oh hell yeah but brooke called it i have to say it i told her i would say it (laughs) when they were walking out brooke's the biggest cowboy Cerrone fan that i know and has been since she first saw him and he walked out and she said no i don't like it he's gonna lose and she's done that one other time and he lost and uh, so I was like, fuck, babe, you're killing me because I took Cowboy. <laughs> but she was spot on. Uh, but, I mean, he's not done. You know what I mean? He's going to still continue yeah. to fight. 
I think when he has these losses, kind of like with the Tony fight, like he just had a big loss of that. I think he needs more time in between those. I have no problem with the multiple fights a year when he's winning, not taking a lot of damage. But these wars Great. that he gets into from time to time eats a lot of shit. Yep. Take that extra time off to rest, man. There's no need to rush back. You got plenty of money to take care of your, your son. Just hold that minute so you can come back and, and keep that winning streak. Yeah, I'd like to see Dana mandate that him that he take a good six-month at least minimum break before his next fight because, I mean, Tony fight, he took so much damage. I mean, that's the one where he blew his nose and <laughs> – or cleared his nose and shot all the air up under his eyelid. Ah, shit. Because so his bad. nose was smashed. And, uh, <laughs> do you, you know. Do you hear what they were saying about that? That he was no. uh, he was going around asking for the doctors to cut his eye and stuff to release the pressure so he could see. And the doctor looked at him and was like, dude, that's just the fucking movies, bro. That shit don't happen. <laughs> that's just Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, though. Yeah. I could see Cowboy saying that. Uh, Gaethje took home $315,000 for his win, where Donald took 195000 which is not bad, just under two hundred grand uh, for a quick knockout. It wasn't too long, but still. Yeah. I don't think... Yeah, that's Cow- not bad. Cowboy still wants the belt. He still thinks that he's going to get the belt. Gaethje, like we were just saying, wants Connor as well as either the winner of Kahib and uh, Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Which is fair, but that's not going to happen. He's gonna, he's gonna have to fight Connor. That, there's no denying it now. I think they're gonna make it happen. Well, Connor put out a tweet today. I don't know if you caught that, saying something about December fourteenth. Oh shit! I don't know if it'll be that, but it could be the Poirier uh, rematch, if you will. Yeah, I, I think I would. Uh, I don't know. I think I want to see Gaethje because you know why I like that though is I think Connor's got a better shot against Gaethje than I do a rematch with Poirier. I don't know why because I know he, he he finished Poirier real quick, but it was like a that was a questionable stoppage. I remember watching it, and he clipped him behind the ear. Those are weird, and those happen. Um, but Poirier's got so much better, and Gaethje, you know what you're gonna get. And so I think for Connor, the smarter move is to take the Gaethje fight. An aggressive guy is going to come forward. Connor can counter it, really, and use his kicks and piece him up like Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, yeah. That's... I think it's his better shot of, I would take it. And I'd build this motherfucker up. And uh, Gaethje is like a uh, a miniature Diaz, you know, like his shit talking is more to the core. You know, like he's just like. Fuck you and your whole family. I think you're trash bags, and I want to break your face. Yeah, no, I uh, I actually like that scenario. That actually would work out. I think it's a tough fight for Connor as far as how hard Gaethje hits. Oh, for sure. Like his, he's been putting people fucking down or going down. Because mm-hmm. um, Poirier beat Gaethje, so you got to remember, like they've got yeah. A great mix because Connor finished Poirier, Poirier finished Gaethje. Yeah, that's how we get it on. M- I like either of those though. MMA math. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll be, and then the winner can fight for the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Built. <laughs> what I like about the damn uh, Nate Diaz and uh, Jorge uh, fight though is that 
They're they're the two with the power. Whoever wins that can say, uh, you know, I'm never defending this belt. I just feel like that imaginary belt is going to hold more weight than any belt has in a long time. I can't wait for that fight. My guess is it's going to be one of their biggest pay-per-views. Yeah, I mean, you have to, I'll have to be dead to miss that one for sure. Uh, where does Cowboy go from here? Who's, his, who's next on his radar? I don't know. I mean, I think, honestly, I hope that Cowboy maybe accepts his uh, role and starts just taking super fights. You know, good super fights that are, uh, I don't know, because I don't honestly, in full disclosure, there comes a time as a fighter when you got to realize that that whole belt chasing may not happen. Right, he, um, it's going to be a, a harder sell. He says he still has eyes on it. He's still That's still <sighs> the goal is to get that belt. But I just I don't see him getting up to that cusp even in no matter what division, 170, 155. I just don't mm-hmm. see him getting over that hump. He's not going to do it at 155. It, that's a killer division. 155 is so stacked to the tits. 170 is no Maybe. slouch. Yeah, but maybe if they open 165 again, he's right. You know, he's going to be in that handful right there. That is, I don't know. That is the uh, the elusive weight class that <laughs> I think the fans and everybody else want to see. That I mean, maybe that helps because you you give another belt to star power. You know what I mean? You can you mm-hmm. can bring to some start more it out. Up. That's how you build it. Yeah. Uh, news I have this week. There wasn't really too much. We just talked last week. We talked a lot of news. Uh, Tyson Fury also fought his second of his two warm-up fights before the Dante Wilder rematch, which is kind of weird that boxing can do that. Let me give you a lower-ranked guy, like a a horribly lower-ranked guy, just so you can stay warm while you wait for this. Like, I don't – that seems kind of fucked up to me. It chaps my ass. I'm with you, brother. I hate (laughs) it. It makes me vomit. But – it almost backfired on their motherfucking ass. <laughs> Otto Weiland got a couple good shots in that opened up Fury's eye enough where the, the doctors almost stopped the fight and it would have been in favor of Weiland. They would have stopped it if it wasn't a sitting champ that was looking at a $400 million card coming up against Deontay Wilder and a pay-per-view that's going to do how God knows how much this time. If he wasn't that guy, any doctor would have stopped it. I've seen so many fights stop for lesser cuts. His whole eyebrow, by the end of the fight, they were packing a jar of Vaseline every round, and it would just fall out. Nuts, dude. Uh, it It was bad. It was a bad cut. And that was one of those, like, I guarantee you, every promoter, all their promoters, their managers, when that cut happened, that's like worst case scenario. Like, holy shit. Yeah. The whole plan can go in the shitter right now. Yeah. Which is, it's weird that they would do that. Like, how do you set up a guy? Because you never know. It's almost like when they had, um, oh, fuck. Who is the guy that he summed in versus Dillashaw? Or even Ally Quinta, mm-hmm. you know, taking the fight on, and I guess it's not really a sub in, but like taking a fight on short notice and almost beating Kahib. When it's like, oh, yeah, we'll just throw it in for the mix oh that one made the uh, old dana shit his pants too yeah for sure because raging Al was supposed to be a can you know fill in short notice against you know the best fighter on earth to some people and uh raging i was like i'm nobody's bitch yeah 
too. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Canelo, Canelo is moving up two weight classes to fight Kovalev, which I guess it's just a money fight, right? You're just trying to get money. Oh, yeah. I mean, they signed – Canelo has such a – I mean, he signed like literally $400 million was his uh, contract with zone and – so they're just trying to to recoup some of that money with some of these fights. I still think uh, Canelo uh, gets the job done, no problem. He's still like a plus or a minus 400 favorite. But that's an impressive leap to go up uh, two weight classes. Yeah, but-, but Canelo likes those uh, Mexican supplements. You know, he's been known <laughs> to test, uh, to piss hot a little. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Logan Paul challenged Conor McGregor to an MMA bout after he finished his boxing rematch with the KSI. Uh, promotion here's the deal with that i saw that and he's an idiot only (laughs) because of this he should have called out justin bieber justin bieber called out tom cruise and i'm still disappointed that fight hasn't happened so let's get let (laughs) i say call out biebs on his bullshit because logan can wrestle he was a wrestler and anybody that i know it's funny and all he's a youtuber but go look at some of his uh, little amateur fights he's been doing and his boxing and shit Oh, it's clean. It's clean. He's he's no he's no slouch. No. He's he'll he'll whoop that ass if you're just a normal everyday person. Yes. Yeah, he definitely if he's been training, he has skill, he knows how to punch. He's he knows how to throw them hands. My thing yeah. is where Connor would get him is just the leg kicks. Oh, Connor would kill him. I mean, yeah. that's absurd. You know, Connor could be doing all the Irish cocaine and drinking all the Irish whiskey and having a thousand <laughs> rape charges and, and he would still kick his head off of his shoulders. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I'd still see it. It'd be if if he's not gonna go UFC fights because of whatever, then if they're just gonna be spectacle fights, I'm I'm yeah. I'm down for that. Go ahead, do this shit. Let's put this on. Just I don't know. It's fun. I don't mind watching fun fights. No, and I've heard that his because uh, he he's kind of he's pretty smart. People give him a lot more shit, you know, because he's been he c- became wealthy on YouTube, right? And he's done some real stupid shit. He's acknowledged that he's actually a pretty smart kid. If people would listen to him, and some of his fights have been profitable, they had a lot of views, and uh, he trains seriously. Like he's he's not making a mockery of it. I know to to outsiders they think that, but to me, he's a a good repre- representative. He's fucking training. It's not a mockery. Yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely is putting in the work and, and taking it serious versus like, oh, I train at my local Tokyo Joe's karate school. Let's let's have a fight. Like he puts in work. I'll say this. He looks better than CM Punk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll yeah. tell you, I think he beat CM Punk. I was so hoping when CM Punk came in, uh, that they had Jason David Frank, who played the Green Ranger and Power Rangers, trains MMA, <laughs> yes. does a lot of the yep. smaller tier circuits. I was so hoping they had him come in uh, to fight him as the first thing, because that would that would have been awesome. I would have. <laughs> now I don't want anybody to get mistaken. I'm not knocking CM Punk. That's not his fault. He tried. He he made the walk. Like I have no ill will toward him. He put up his end of the bargain and put it on the line like a lot of people would not do, but he's garbage. Yeah. He was terrible. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> I blame UFC for pulling some yes. weird stunt and not 
not that they didn't deliver, but just, I don't know, I would have done, if you're going to do those type of fights, bring in that extra thing, bring in the Logan Paul to fight him, because I think, did he not call out, I think he called out CM Punk at one point too, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know, that's, uh, that's smart. So, pull in those, if you're going to have this type of fighter come in, then pull that extra thing to catch them eyes. I mean, you're not making a mockery of it, but if you put them yeah. on a prelim or even like the first card of a main card event, they're going to bring in eyes. How many wrestling fans oh, came with over you. to see it? How many Power Ranger fans or, or whoever like followed him that's a fan of him would come over? You know what I mean? Like try to do those things just if you're going to do it. I mean, WMEI or whatever their letters yeah. are, they need to recoup that $4 billion, So. And they're an entertainment agency. Mm-hmm. Like I think they need to hire you and I because these are these are smart things. Listen, if you want Chris Wutsky back as a fan, that kind of shit, I think even Wutsky would watch. The guys that kind of left because it doesn't have to be. Everyone takes this shit so serious and thinks you have to be the Zen martial art. No, sometimes you want to see an old throwback like Cabbage, the guy who used to fight out of Hawaii who would just sit in there and he would get beat up to death until the guy was so tired and then he would win his fights. <laughs> and his face would look like Jason Voorhees. You know, sometimes it can be an ugly fight, but if you got people with heart in there that want to be there and want to put on a show, shit, I'll pay for that all day. Over two guys laying on the ground, not advancing position on either side. Correct. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's a spectrum. Spoken well, sir. Uh, before we get out of here, I just want to let you know that we are here every two weeks Yep, on the channel. So next one will be September 30th live on, by then will be the throw in the smoke YouTube channel. Boom. Uh, you can Can't check that. all that shit fights coming. I mean, the one thing that I like about the UFC is they have a fight every weekend now. Yeah. So now, yeah. so now you can watch a fight and maybe start to learn some people, and they're usually free on e- or not free, but ESPN Plus. If you subscribe to that or the Fight Pass app, or you or the ESPN app, like you can find the fights. Go on YouTube afterwards on Twitter, but all I think every weekend for the rest of the year they have a a card, either a fight night or a pay per view. They're still doing the Contender Series, I'm pretty sure. Yep. So, I mean, it's a lot of cool stuff. And with that, next week, they are in Mexico City for uh, Ayer Rodriguez, who is the one I was thinking about uh, last show when we were talking about who fought BJ Penn. Yeah. uh, Versus Jeremy Little Heathens Stevens, who has this. I have a soft spot for him. He's one of my favorite fighters. He's one of my favorite fighters. My too, bro. uh, I've reached out to him a couple times on Facebook. Like, we've had a couple messages back and forth. A long time ago, like nothing, you know, ah, fucking I love your shit, you know, sure. watching your fights. He responded or his assistant responded, but. No, I love that guy, man. He's got dynamite in his hands. He's, uh, <clears throat> you know, he's one that's going to go out by the shield or, or win by the grenade. I mean, that's just his way. Powerful little fucker. I mean, he's got knockout power for days for his size. Do you think that those style of fighters will ever get over the hump? A lot of them from, I mean, even just like Cowboy himself, is they'll come out, they're there to bang, they'll do whatever, but they never break. Well, I mean, I guess Cowboy's had his shots. Yeah. But they never break. But I know what you're over. saying. 
And my, my answer is no, because the guys are too good now. That Like when it was guys that had only been training for a year or two or that were coming straight out of being a bar bouncer like Tank Abbott and it was those kind of guys, then it made sense that everyone just exchanged when you had the Don Fries of the world and shit. But now you got these guys that have been training since they were 12 and they know to weather the storm. They're not going to be baited into that. And you see guys like Connolly. Connolly's like, all right, I'm going to take your bullshit. I know you're going to do some crazy shit. That backflip trying to land on me like a weird and I don't know what that was. But yeah, so I'm with I'm with you. I don't I don't think they're definitely a dying breed. But I like Ethan's. It's going to be I mean, Yair throws some flashy shit, not like Piera, but technically flashy. His uh I don't even know how the hell you'd call that upside down elbow to crazy. destroy the uh Korean zombie. Like that was insane. It was like it was. Zombie was going for a guillotine, and he just brought his elbow up and cracked him in the head and dropped him. It was immaculately timed. It was a beautiful thing. I mean, he beat the shit out of BJ Penn, but I mean, how much of that is because BJ Penn was old and very outdated or shit? Going against Stevens, who will bang. So it, it should be a good fight. Well, who are, do you know who you're taking yet? Because I, I know all my picks. I, I'm taking Yair in Mexico City. I've got to take him. Oh, that's a, that is and a good point, feel- too. Ah, shit. I really want to take Stevens, but he, I think he has a hard time with some people that will scrap with, yeah, with and if fl- he can- high-flying shit. You're abs- that's ex- it's hard to just, that's exactly what I was thinking too because he if he has a hard time getting inside, which is what a kicker causes, yeah. it's hard for him. Like it, it, his last fight with the Jeremy lost, it killed me because he couldn't pull the trigger because he couldn't get in his range. Right, and drove me nuts. So I got to take Yair. Hmm. That's a good point. I might have to take that one with you. Although for the the main fight, I kind of like taking the opposite ones, just for. Yeah, for discussion purposes. Yes. Uh, but as of right now, I will. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with you with Ayer. I just I love Jeremy. I like watching him fight. He just has a hard time getting inside on kickers. And Yair, I mean, he's it's Taekwondo, if I'm not mistaken, and it's mm. high flying kicks all over the place. I would really like to see a, a fight with Rodriguez and Pettis. But I would too. That would be incredible. Uh, Carla Esparza makes her return against Alexa mm-hmm. Grasso. Yep. Uh, she should pull that out. I, I can't see Grasso winning her. No, Carla Esparza will wrestle fucker. Yeah, I'm not a huge beat fan her, of her, her but she pulls out wins sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm with you. We agree on those. Brandon Moreno versus the up-and-coming new guy, newly signed Askar Askarov. Yep. Uh I did find it weird that it did not show up on the UFC app, so I'm hoping that it's actually going to happen. I I looked for it, especially after the the no visa with Sergey. Like I looked, I couldn't find anything saying that there wasn't going to be a fight, but I just it wasn't mm-hmm. on the app, so I was a little I was a little thrown off. Yeah, well, let me. I know a good bit about Askar. I followed him through uh, his up and coming. He's another up and coming Russian. That should tell you everything. Dangerous. He's, Dude, these Russians are invading the <laughs> MMA world, and he is a killer because he is like 
He's like a little Khabib with the wrestling, not quite as good as Khabib, but he also has leg kicks like Gaethje, and he's got striking, you know, like Cowboy. Like, he's so good. I'm, I'm taking the, the brand new Russian. I can't not take him. Dude, that's a... I'm gonna have to look up some videos. I'll get back to you. But quick style. Yeah, uh, we, we can get them. We can get our official picks in. You know, Irene Allen versus Vanessa Mello. Mm. I have no idea who they are, but they're fighting. And the- well, here's my recommendation for you: is to know on these Irene. I know her. She's a Mexican fighter. That's all I know. <laughs> I've seen her fight. Uh, she has a couple of wins. I remember she beat Betch Cohea. You know, Betch, yeah, the old yeah. ugly chick that Ronda killed. Yeah. Uh, she beat her, and she went to a decision with uh, Raquel Pennington. So there she's a go. good fighter. Yeah, because Raquel's fucking awesome. So if you can take her to, excuse me, to a decision, then you obviously know what the fuck you're doing inside that cage. Yeah. Uh, Martin Bravo versus Steven Peterson. I think... Peterson's going to come out and bang this one pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, you've got – I mean, that's another tough one because you got uh, Bravo's another Mexican fighter, which, you know, they're going to put Mexican fighters on the Mexican card. And he's 12-0 and 0, or – no, 12-2, and 2, I'm sorry. But he's got he's, – he's very well-rounded. He's got five knockouts, five submissions, two decisions. Mm. I like those numbers. That's a good round. Uh, but I'm on the fence, too. I'll get my official uh, – I don't know yet. But that's I'll get those over we'll to be, you. We'll get our official picks before the card happens. Hell yeah, we'll be uh I think we'll have two cards by then. Cuz we have this yep. this weekend's and then the one following before we meet on September 30th. But that's it, dude. That's all I got, man. That's fucking yep. awesome. No. I love it. It's good uh good recap everybody uh filling them in. I hope that uh everybody uh Follows us up when uh, next time we come out, we're going to have the Throwing Smoke uh, YouTube page. And I know I'm going to put a lot of gas behind that thing um, and get it out to folks. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, Joe. This is awesome. I love this show. I don't care what anyone thinks or says. This is a labor of love for me, and I know it is for you. Like, this is some shit we really deeply enjoy. So I just hope people enjoy the ride with us, but I don't even give a fuck, really, because this is some shit I'm passionate about. Fuck. And I know you are, too. Fuck, yeah. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, Married AF, uh, or Married as Fuck on Twitter, uh, Married AF uh, Podcast on Facebook, and uh, Married AF Podcast on Instagram, and uh, Civilized Creatures Podcast uh, Network also that's it follow us check us out but uh throwing smoke baby this is it it's gonna be the shit you want to get in early goddamn before uncle randy and joe b get this motherfucker off the ground and then we're gonna tell you to hit the door hell yeah so come on you can find me on twitter and instagram at any pod will do and on the inner circle website at innercirclepn.com killing that shit throwing smoke send in your questions twitter instagram facebook it don't matter to throwing smoke and we will answer any combat sport mma question that you have uh absolutely fucking love doing it youtube's gonna be fun we'll get more into the live chat and answering them if they throw questions there absolutely brother. fuck yeah man it's a good time dude i'll talk to you later yep take it easy brother peace